Tennessee Byway. One arm on the wheel. All right, welcome to Houndstooth Heroes. It's Missouri week, and they want to get shown, and we're here to make that happen. Stick around long enough, and we'll show you all sorts of things. Uh, again, we are the Houndstooth Heroes, brought to you by Druid City Brewing Company and the comic stylings of Tuscaloosa's own and friend of the pod, Adam Condra. Adam's new comedy record, Back When He Had Hair, is available wherever you get your listening stuff. Uh, a little housekeeping, you can find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com or on Twitter at h2theroes the account for the discerning gump. I don't even know if we Facebook anymore. Who knows or who cares? Uh, I'm Greg. He's Ellis, and we are coming to you live as hell from Nashville, Tennessee, and Santa Fe, New Mexico. And most importantly, what are you drinking on this homecoming week, Matsy? I'm a little embarrassed, Gregory, because I've got to say, I am on the record on this podcast of of being staunchly against a pumpkin beer. And I don't know if it's old age or... (laughs) Something <laughs> about the weather, but here we are. It's it's not even halfway through October. I have an Elysian, the Great Pumpkin, and Ooh. I can't get enough of it. I'm all about some pumpkin right now. Hmm. All I know. Right. Who am I? Yeah, well, that's weird. Okay, well, good to hear. Um, me, um, how about a fresca? Um, I'm deep in the midst of mezcal and fresca. Uh, oh. and you know, you know, look. Yeah, it is what it is. I, I can't help it. It's what I had, and that's what I'm drinking. Life is hard is sometimes. That, is that keto approved? Keto? I believe it is. Yes, keto. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, listener Justin, shout out to Listener Justin. Yep. Who we because we're too um, technologically inferior to figure out how to do this. But he was going to come on as the master of the keto and had a meet, have a meathead minute uh, and talk about lifting and keto and all those crazy things he does. But uh, nevertheless, uh, we are too dumb to figure out how to do that, so you're stuck with us. Uh, but okay, let's go ahead and get this party started. Let's let's do get this party started, and I want to start in uh, the most exciting and also adorable way, and I'll get there in a minute, and that is, Gregory, the Dixieland Delight has been freed. Exciting in a way that I didn't expect. I didn't know I cared. It was there when I was a student. Was cool. Did enjoy. And then totally understood when it was uh, phased out. Never expected it to come back. And saw the movements. Rolled my eyes many times. And all along the way, there was AD, friend of the friend of the pod, Greg Byrne, athletic director, uh, listening to the students, to the former student athletes. And agreed to bring it back in the most adorable way, uh, seated alongside Miss Terry, swooned, I know, I know, and an SGA president who looks like a walking Lego man. But uh, what what do you make of it? What's your hot take? Okay. Several things. I've got a lot to share. First of all, I'm not against the idea of the song. I'm fine with the song. But I don't, uh, people have acted this entire time like Alabama football could not exist without this damn song. Uh, trust me when I tell you, uh, you know, I was there before you were, and we didn't have Dixieland Delight, and we did just fine and filled up the stadium without it. Uh, so uh, this whole, we've got to have Dixieland Delight is much ado about nothing in my opinion. Is it fun? Kinda. Is it, you know, whatever. I don't really care either way. I'm filled with ennui tonight. I just don't care about anything. Uh, you like that? Ennui. That's Hans Street Heroes vocabulary. Uh, 
So, but here's my other thought. How big of a shit show is this going to be? Oh, I can't wait. Well, I mean, I, I'm of the opinion, not only is this going to be as bad as it was, they are going, the students are going to actually invent new places to insert the word fuck. There's no way this goes off well. Um, and I, you know, I was reading Jacques Doucet's, um, Twitter. He's one of the LSU beat writers who's the biggest homer in all the world. That's all another story. And, you know, LSU tried to bring back neck that one time. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they called it like, mm -hmm. they called it like tradition week or something. It went straight to hell. It went, neck was as bad as it has ever been. Uh -huh. I predict the same thing is going to happen with Dixieland Delight. Uh, that, you know, if they were going to bring it back, bring it back for the Auburn game and because at yeah. least, you know, we could have just aired it out because you know what's going to happen. At least you'd let it happen at that game. At the Missouri game, who cares? So I'm a little fired up about when it's happening. I'm not so much concerned that it's happening. I really don't care mm. one way or the other. Other, other, you have other, you have other, uh, hold on, well, so hold no. on, hold on. I've also got, I'm not even, I'm not even halfway done. Yikes. The, okay, the video was stupid. You think it's adorable? I think it's stupid. Look, I love Miss Terry. It was totally Everybody stupid. Does. Yes. But look, had Greg Byrne gone on, made a video and said, look, how about y'all don't say fuck and we'll bring it back? <laughs> I mean, I think that would have been all right. But this is, this little whole dorky thing with, I don't, I don't, I, Patton McDougal or whatever, you know, Mr. Magoo or whatever the student body president's name is, that little dorky fool. I mean, it was all stupid. The whole thing was stupid. But like I said, it's, it, it's, I hope it goes well. And by well, I mean, I hope it is absolutely ridiculous. Listener Fred, I'm, I'm sorry for your virgin ears. And listener Lee, Irma. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I should probably, and probably should have. Probably should have said that before, but you know, when you're going to talk about Dixie Light, Dixieland Delight, there's a reason we're talking about yeah, it. it comes and with that's it. the reason why. That's the reason why. Um, I'm not, all right, you got I, yeah. I think you're right. I'm not fully convinced that the students are going to blow it. I think there's maybe enough motivation to make it to the Iron Bowl and then, like you said, air it all out. I think there's right. a slim chance they hold on. This, frankly, is the most suspense and intrigue a single storyline has had this entire season. Well, also, there's another problem. There's another. Here's the thing. Um, this game is at, is it, is it at five or six. I wrote it. It's I think six. It's six. Okay. There's the problem with that too, because you know they don't play Dixieland Delight till mid third, late third quarter, maybe right. early fourth. By then, everybody is highly lubricated, and, oh, and they've be been great. drinking. That's the thing. If you're gonna do it, do it early when maybe everybody's not completely hammered. Uh, because when people get hammered, they're absolutely going to, not only are they going to say fuck, they're going to scream it at the top of their lungs. It's, so, yeah. so that's Wait. the thing. The placement of it will matter. You know, if they're smart, they'll get it out of the way. When people just barely get in their seats, get it done, get it over with before people are too drunk to know what they're doing. No, when you've been, when you've been on the bourbon all day, <laughs> yelling beat Auburn at the top of your lungs just isn't going to do it. No, it's not going to happen. No, so I, yeah, I, I'm, I think the odds makers, the boys in the desert, have to have, uh, never playing this again as the favorite here. Right. But I mean, I okay, can't let's, wait to let's, see. All right, let's go ahead and do this. Um, give me set the number for over and under number of f bombs during that song. Six. Six. I think that's a solid number, and I can't make an argument for above or below. 
I think, I think you're right on the nose with that. All right. I don't know where there I'd go, go either. Yeah, but anyway, there's that. All right. Uh, yeah, all right. So let's recap a little bit. It won't take but a minute. Uh, so your Tide traveled to Fayette Trail, Arkansas last week, and the offense looked good. Uh, your Tide put up 65 points, 639 yards of total offense. Your boy, Tua, kept himself as the Heisman front runner, hitting on 10 of 13 attempts for 334 yards and four touchdowns. But that's come to be expected. Mm-hmm, Gregory, that was nice. But listen, as I'm sitting here and I'm drinking my pumpkin beer and I'm stroking my <laughs> it's fall, ah, y'all, ah, stitch, ah, no. stitch pillows. No, that's my life now. I want to know who showed out. I'll tell you what Jerry Judy showed out, son. Mm. Four catches, 135 yards and two touchdowns. And finally, the running game showed out. 246 yards on the ground. 111 of that coming from Damian Harris on 16 carries. And even though it was two, only on two catches, Irv Smith, Bruh. the tight end, showed out. 123 yards and a touchdown. But you know who did not show up, pal? That would be the defense. Oh, you ain't lying. Uh, yes, stats-wise, another opponent, another 100-yard rusher, and these hogs, these sad, sad piggies, as they were called by some unknowing podcast haver uh put up 405 total yards against us uh we allowed 22 first downs gregory can't even count yeah, that we, high. Only, we only had 23 oh oh yeah why'd you have to tell uh-huh. me that uh right. they're 31 points were the most scored against alabama in over 20 well now right at 20 games uh back to one loss against hunter renfro's like 2010 Ooh. Clemson team. That was, it was that was probably was that his was that his sophomore year because you know <laughs> Hunter Renfro is a good seventy four years old at this point. No, easily and backup quarterback this year. Yeah, that guy. Because, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Most points scored by an SEC opponent against a Saban coach team since forty eight forty three win over Ole Miss in September of twenty sixteen. It was a disaster. It was a disaster, but the upside is. Uh, the players and the coaches did take ownership of it. We often see, like, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, we played our best. Well, yeah. shit. Well, no. They took ownership of it. They know it was bad. Uh, but you know what else is bad? Besides anything we say or do on this pod- podcast, it's rat poison. Rat poison is bad. Tell listener Fred about this week's rat poison. Ooh, that was a nice segue, Gregory. I'm, uh, I'm the king of the segue. You really are. It's not the scooters, not the scooters so much. No, no, no. Exactly. I don't want to see that. Uh, the uh, the rat poison this week, you already gave the listener a little sample, so apologies. But Ooh. you referred to my boy Tua, our sweet, sweet King's Hawaiian sweet. bread prince, uh-huh. yes. as the Heisman front runner, And that, to me, Gregory, is rat poison right now. Uh, he has to be. I mean, there's. I was actually a little surprised. Uh, come around week three or four, I guess, when there was nobody else putting up gaudy numbers as there usually is. Usually there's like a TCU quarterback or an Oregon guy or Bryce Love for the 12th year in a row uh, getting some national media love. Uh, It has been nothing but Tua, all Tua all the time, and very into it, but a little bit worried, a little bit worried that it could be a distraction. I've got another Tua point, but let's start there, Gregory. Heisman talk for Tua. Distraction, oh, nah. Uh, I'm going to say nah. 
Not right now. Hmm. Um, I, I mean, you keep looking. I mean, I have not. Usually, there's Heisman talk when there is a Heisman race, and at this point, uh, there's not a Heisman race. It's him mm-hmm. and nobody else. Uh, so there, people aren't talking Heisman. Uh, you know, when when there's a good three or four players that could be in it, that's all you hear. You know, hell, you hear it on week two. Who's going to win the Heisman? This one, unless something goes really south, um, you know, unless Bryce Love just decides to start running for 400 yards a game, this one's fairly sewn up. So without all the press about it, um, I'm sure it'll happen later, but right now I'm not worried about it yourself. Okay, no, I think that's fair. Uh, That is, no, that's a good take. What is concerned, you mentioned something that, uh, that could go south. So what is concerning to me is to his knee. And and frankly, yeah. I would rather ingest a horse killer amount of rat poison before <laughs> anything ever befell our sweet Hawaiian, Hawaiian prince. But yeah, so rumors are a deep knee bruise. I think those have been confirmed now. I don't think they're rumors. They were rumors because you right. and I have hashtag sources. Uh, right. A knee brace was worn all through practice. There was some speculation about whether he would start Saturday against Missouri, it sounds like that is the plan. Uh but frankly, Gregory, I am I'm worried sick. Tell me why that's the plan. I don't understand that. We've got a perfectly serviceable quarterback uh who could beat Missouri. You know, if we if this was a if we were coming into LSU week, I get it. But you've got a sprained knee. We're gonna beat Missouri. Uh why not sit him, let Jalen play, do what Jalen does because, frankly, Jalen's a hell of a lot better this year than he was last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he he could absolutely take control of this game and win it. So why not let him? I think I think for two reasons. One, our defensive showing was so piss poor against Arkansas. And Missouri <laughs> right. does have an offensive threat in their quarterback who we'll get to. Uh, I, think, I think that compounded with the fact that uh, – Trayvon Diggs went out, so the defense yeah. is going to give up some points. Uh, I think our offense is going to need to be able to score like they have been early. So I think there's that. In addition to the fact that it seems to me, and this is a bit of deep state stuff, but when you watch Jalen come in, there are more drop passes. There are more sort of routes that look a little uh, yeah, not squirrely. as confident yeah. as the others. Yeah, squirrely nice. I mm-hmm. think the rhythm that Tua has established with the receivers is so so perfect right now that bringing in Jalen to start an entire game could, you know, upset the equilibrium a little bit would worry me. I get you. Okay. Fair enough. That's my take. All right. Well, okay. Well, I haven't enjoyed poison this much since look what the cat dragged in. About three people will get that. But But if you do, but if you do, you're my people because you, I mean, you know, Hair metal, hair metal aficionado here. Anyway, uh, another of our much-beloved segments is coming up next. That's right. It's Ask a Hero. Every week, we ask you to take to the Twitter machine at H2Heroes and ask us anything and hashtag it, Ask a Hero. We try to get to them all, but if the question involves a ukulele, it's making the cut. First question comes from regular listener Ashley on Hallelujah Street in Mobile, Alabama. Is it a hugger? Is it a koozie? I'm Team Koozie, Gregory. You know this. See, okay, here's the thing. You're you're wrong. You're wrong. You've lived in Mobile. You know that it's a, it's a hugger. I adopted so much from Mobile. I think Koozie stems back to childhood beach trips to the East Coast is where I've traced it. All right. Well, I'm, okay, here's the thing. 
Uh, Mobile apparently is a vocabulary island onto into itself. Uh, I think we're the only people in America who do call it a hugger, and I don't care. It's still right. Uh, you were like aghast that everybody would say good to see you and not good to meet you. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just something Mobile does. Uh, so, yeah, it's a Mobile thing that it's a hugger. But nevertheless, that's where I'm from, and that's what I'm calling it. Uh, okay, so. okay. I'm going to interject, speaking of where you're from. Listener Petty, our boy, the Golden Pit Panthers fan. The Golden uh -huh. Pit Panthers fan? That would imply he's golden, which is fair enough. Uh, there's nothing golden about him, Petty. All right, go all ahead. All right, all right. Well, there's one. Yeah, all right. Anyway, listener Petty here in Nashville <laughs> wants to know, is the Florabama safe? And Gregory, a little confusion here, but we assume he means from Hurricane Michael. Oh, well, of course it's safe from the hurricane. Now, the Florabama itself, is it safe? It depends on where you are. Um, okay, I'm going to rank the areas of the Florabama mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. order of safety. Okay. All right. Number one, safest area in the Florabama is the gift shop. Hard True. to go wrong in the gift shop, yeah. Uh, number two, the liquor store. Nothing bad goes on in the liquor store. An occasional theft, that's about it. Uh, number three, the main bar. Uh, and in addition to the main bar, you will also find, uh, a little, uh, thing called Let the Record Show hanging in there that was written by, uh, one Ellis Metz, uh, when he was working at Mobile Bay Monthly. Uh, it's fantastic. You should read it. And it's hanging up there even as we speak. Uh, number four is the downstairs bar where the band plays and that little area behind it where the darts are. Uh, mm. after four, it gets dicey. Um, number five is probably the band tent. Uh, just, just don't buy anything from the band's girlfriends or spouses. Not that you know anything about tent. that. Mm -mm, right, mm -mm. exactly. Um, number six, definitely the up top deck. I've seen things there. <laughs> um, then it gets really super dicey. Uh, number seven is a pool room. Um, I'm not entirely positive. But I think this is where the swingers hang out. So unless you want to lose your wife in a game of pool, steer clear of that. Number eight, easy, the beach. Don't go down to the beach. Red alert, red alert. Do not go down to the beach. It's not safe. We've so that is the that ranking. The hard way. Yeah, that is the ranking of the safest to unsafest areas of the Florabama. Uh, next question, though, in uh, Ask a Hero. Listener Jeb in Tuscaloosa wants to know, if Crazy Tony opened a store in Tuscaloosa, what would it be, and why would it be a saxophone store? Mm, see, I disagree. It would be a pet store that only sells ferrets. Okay, well, all right. Uh, so, as you all know, the Missouri Show Me Tigers are coming to town this weekend. It's a 6 o'clock kick in bryant Eddy Stadium, so you really have no excuses not to go and, you know, and piss Saban off if you don't. So, anyway, tell me what we need to know about this Mizzou squad, Metsy. All right, well, as mentioned, Mizzou's offense begins and ends with one Drew Locke. Say it fast, it's Drew Locke, the quarterback who will be playing on Sundays next year, without a doubt. Um, he has been off over the last few weeks. He didn't complete half his passes in Mizzou's losses to Georgia and South Carolina, but he has a boatload of talent. Uh, he's got the skills. Their top receiver is out this week. Don't know his name, not here. But no, uh, that doesn't. But I don't know. Yeah, it's no, not that, Emmanuel that... Lewis, but it's Emmanuel something. Oh, impressive! I like it. Mm -hmm. uh, so Western. that doesn't bode well. But no, I think. I mean, we we heard and heard leading up to the playoffs two years ago, all about Jake Browning at Washington, 
Uh, he too will probably be playing on Sundays very soon, but I don't think he is even in the same breath as Drew Locke. Drew Locke is a special talent. Uh, his O-line will have to give him time to operate. They do that. There's been a decent running game to take pressure off that, but this week uh, he just has to be the best quarterback on the field for them to have a chance. And somehow I think he's probably going to be about the third rest, best running back on the field come Saturday. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Missouri's defensive front is probably strong enough to hold up against the Alabama ground game, depending on which one shows up. Uh, but the Tigers aren't generating any pass rush. They don't come up with any consistent pressure. Uh, directly contributing to the problems for a secondary that is getting torched. Per news, David Blau. I believe it's Blau. I don't really know. B-L-O-U-G-H. Is that his name? Blau. Blau. Bluff? Blah. Blah. I want to call him Blah. Blah. David Blair. I hope, yeah. I hope David we don't Blair have to talk a, about the Purdue quarterback anymore, actually. Right? His, well, anyway, he had a 572-yard day. Georgia quarterbacks came up with a slew of big plays. And worst of all, South Carolina backup, Michael Scarnecchia. Scarnecchia. Mm. Uh-huh. He threw for 249 yards and three scores last week. And none of those names, Blair, anybody that Georgia's got, and Scarnecchia, are names that are actually to a Tagapaloa. So, um, you know, I, I, given who they are and what we have, uh, it doesn't look good for the Mizzou secondary. And add to that, the top four Crimson Tide receivers and yards are all averaging over 20 yards a catch. And that does not even include Devontae Smith, who's averaging over 18 yards per grab. I just want to, those are the sexiest <laughs> numbers maybe we've read this year. Uh, I think, is Jerry Judy the best you've seen? Um, kind of, and here's why. Uh, for all that we like about him, you know, as, you know, good character guy and fine, fine addition to the program. Uh, well, there was a lot of focus on one receiver, you know, it was, you know, it was look off, it was Calvin Ridley. And if not, take off this guy, you know, to, uh, is actually spreading the ball around. And when you've got five mm. outstanding guys, then mm. it frees up a lot of options. So I don't know that Jerry Judy is necessarily better. Uh, I, I mean, I just think that, you know, be, defenses can't say, well, we're going to double cover Calvin Ridley. We're going to double cover Jerry Judy. And that's all that's going to happen with Alabama passing. You've got to cover everybody. And maybe Judy is a better route runner than the other guys we've got. So that may be why he's, you know, more prolific than everybody else. But at the same time, I think that's why. I mean, I think he is doing so well because there are so many options out there. You're you're so wise, Gregory. You're like a miniature Buddha drunk off a of fresca. <laughs> that's me. I'm going right. to put that. I mean, please put that on on my tombstone. Uh huh. Uh huh. I got you. All right. Moving on, and please let's. To the thing that we do best, which is hate. Solid, solid lineup of games this week, and we are sure to whiff on them all. Oh, what, 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 hold on just a damn minute. If you were paying attention, your boy was a screaming success last week. I hit Florida, I hit South Carolina, and I hit Kentucky. So if you didn't pay off your bookie with those solid-ass picks, I don't even know what to tell you. But before we look at the games, we got trends, Mets. Mets with the trends. 
<laughs> that might be a new segment that didn't. It's didn't, not. It's not going to be a new Mets segment. I thought Mets and Trends rhymed as I started speaking. And uh, all right, and, let's, let me let me just let the heroes in on something. A little behind the curtain action here at Houndstooth Heroes. Metsy will every year come up with these fantastic new bits he wants to do. Uh, you know, rat poison. Uh, you may what, remember, what were, <laughs> you may you remember may be, such classics as "What are those?" <laughs> yes, the yes, yes. Donkey of the decade of the week. <laughs> yes, those are classic. That after about three weeks, Matt's just sort of. I was like, "Hey, here's your donkey." I ain't got no donkey. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, uh, so, Mets with the trends a new is, one is what we're saying. Yes, we're not having any more Metsy bits. Mets with the trends is not going to be a thing that happens. Give the listener what with... they want, Gregory. All right, trends. We yes. do have them. The total has gone over in six of Alabama's last seven games. If you've been listening to your boys, you have been hammering the over. Alabama is one five and one. However, against the spread. In last seven conference games, Missouri, meanwhile, eleven and four against the spread in fifteen games on the road against teams with winning records. That's research. You can't just mm-hmm. you can't just Google that one. Gregory did that. That doesn't, that doesn't just happen. That doesn't just happen. Mm-mm. You got to get a work come that together. Shit. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. And lastly, the smart money says, "Here's the smart money pick from Mets with the Sins." <laughs> It's already happened. I can't stop it now. Take Mizzou and over 74. All right. All right. So, first game up this week. The Weirdos, the Milkmen, the Texas A&M Aggies travel to Columbia, South Carolina, where A&M is a two and a half. Actually, it moved. It was two and a half points. It suddenly moved. See, we're on top of things here. We don't let like a half point slide Mm -hmm. by. When, When a line adjusts, we tell you. We're on top of shit. All right. A&M's two-and-a-half-point favorite in Columbia. Who you got, brother? Who you hate? Mm, this one's tough for me. I am high on a gym baggie right now. Mm-hmm. Explained that one to you last week. Uh, yeah. I, they, they had a very emotional home win against Kentucky. I want them to keep that momentum rolling. It would look good for our strength of schedule, certainly, and we need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. On the road at South Carolina, any idea what time this game is? Not a clue. Usually you have the earliest ones first. I've noticed that. I I'm do. Assume... And I... Could be. Could be. I'm going to assume it's an afternoon game there, and everyone knows what happens when we, in particular, make assumptions. So since they're not getting nighttime sandstormed there in Columbia, I am going <sighs> to hate a cock. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, like you said, A&M is coming off a big overtime win against my Kentucky Wildcats, my all-time favorite team except for one. And I had high hopes for Coach Boom this year. I've been on the record. They won nine or ten games last year, had everybody back. This was going to be Boom's year. But like most things in life, I have been let down. So Charlie Brown is not going to try to kick the Carolina football anymore. Hating a cop. Mm, Rare moment of agreement. All right, moving right along Mm -hmm. to Fayette Trill, where... The former Hugh Freeze X Men, Freeze Freeze Men, <laughs> Ole Miss Rebels. Just Black just, Bears, just just stop. Just are stop. six and a half point favorites <laughs> against the sad little piggies. Who you hating? Uh, all right, I've been saying that I think Arkansas is going to dick around and finally beat somebody, and this could be the week. Um, Ole Miss can score some points, but I think that Fayette Trail magic shows up. 
Is there Fayette Trail magic? Probably not. But I am still going to hate on my Rebs here because a winnable game away is exactly the kind of game the Rebs will lose. So based on that, I'm hating on the Rebs, and I'm going to make it my hate of the week. Hate of the week, of the week, of the week. Excellent, excellent choice, Gregory. I think the ghost of Houston Nutt comes out. He's had a hell of a uh, of a let's call it 12 months. I don't know when the Hugh Freeze thing came out. Hugh Freeze, Houston Nutt, let me start over. Houston Nutt coming in strong. <laughs> I think he powers the piggies to at least a close game, maybe a heartbreaking loss. Either way, hating a reb with you. All right. Uh, the next one, man. Um, you can't really root for locusts or a plague here, but if mm. you could, um, all right. Uh, the Vol, your Vols, uh, are traveling down to the plains, the loveliest village. Um, take on the barn. Barn is an 18 point favorite. Who are you hating here, pal? Are you sure this isn't a typo? I, I promise you. I promise you. <sighs> I read that and then I read the one that's coming next. And I was like, really? For real though? But yeah, yeah that's the number. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, as, as I like to call it, the meteor bowl and that you hope, mm -hmm. uh, Something could happen to the playing field. I don't know. You figure it out. Right. Uh, it's down there, dude. Anything could happen. Anything. You know, that's very weird, true. All the weird stuff happens on the plains. Can't promise you it won't. Let's go. Who you no, hate? No, this is an 11 a.m. kick. I think Auburn's going to be totally unprepared. I think they'll be sleepy. I think they'll be in fighting among the team. And meanwhile, Vol's showing some improvement. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt has been saying the right things at his press conferences. The team fought with Georgia pretty well, uh, had a bye week to get it together after there. I think Vol could win straight up, and am hating the barn as hard as can be. Enough to call it my hate of the week. Of the week! Of the week! Thank you, thank you. Are you saying, you're saying the Vol, huh, has got to win straight up? Hmm. I think they could. Interesting take, interesting take. All right, um, my question is this. Can the barn score 18 points completely? Mm. Let's find out. Mm. I mean, the vol is okay. Here's, here's the other thing you were like, the vol is on it on the way up. Is this going to be another year where a headline reads in Knoxville? They're 0 and 8, but not terrible. Like not the, best the worst 0 and 8 team we've seen. <laughs> that is my all time favorite headline, by the way. <laughs> uh, look, the vol is woeful, but I'm serious when I said, can barn score 18 points? I'm not entirely sure that they can. Uh, they seem to be completely regressing. Uh, I'm with you. I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that Vol can win, but I'm definitely hating a barn here. A lot of agreement this week. It's getting weird. I know. We, I know. Weird, right? All right. Surely this one will split it up. And I just want to be on the record to start and say, if you are betting on any football game involving the Vanderbilt Commodores right now, <laughs> you are a glutton for pain and agony and anguish. That said, here in lovely Nashville, Tennessee, these here Derek Mason doors are eight-point dogs as they host Dan Mullen's Gata. Who you hating? And I really have no idea. Like I said, I don't know what this line is about. It's a weird Vandy line. I think they're still hanging their hats on that 14-point that loss in Notre Dame that they have it in them to actually do well. And because it's at home, they're going to inflate the line. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, but I'm not going to go as far as to say that Florida has found their stride because it still can't score. 
But I do think I, I they've got to cover the eight. So I'm going to hate a door. What about you? I'm with you. I think I think Florida's slowly getting it together, uh, coming off this big LSU victory. And I've seen nothing to make me think that Vandy will ever get it together. Hating the door also. Right. Fair enough. All right. Game of the week, really. I'm sure it's your 230. I don't know that, but I'm going to guess that. Uh, the University of Georgia, number two ranked Georgia, uh, is a seven-point fave heading into, they call it Death Valley, but it's really not. That's Clemson. They picked it. They copied it. It's totally not. Uh, they're in Baton Rouge playing LSU. Who you hate, buddy? So I think I think on a national landscape, teams have started to separate themselves into tiers, right? And Alabama is alone in a top tier, and I don't say that with smugness or arrogance. I think it's a fact. Uh, I think, <laughs> Which is totally I, smug and arrogant, but all right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think Georgia remains in the second tier. But from what I've seen the past few weeks, particularly against these here Mizzou Tigers, I think they are dropping to the bottom of that underneath the Ohio States, maybe even at this point underneath the Clemsons. I think they're still there, but lower. And LSU, in my mind, has fallen pretty much off the map. Uh, Their weapons are there per usual, but the coaching and the quarterback play and everything else is in total disarray per usual. So... Uh, I, I'd like Georgia to put on a good showing here. I'm not sure it's all that close. If it's close, it's going to be a really ugly game. But otherwise, I think Georgia's offense may take off. I like them to win big. Hayton, a Bengal Tiger. How about yourself? Okay. I, I, I'm torn because I have absolutely no idea. This is my no clue of the week. No week? Yeah, I know. All right. Um, so, what week is it? I don't hell. I don't know. Um, LSU needs this one, uh, basically to save their season. Because uh, if they lose this one, they've lost two. Uh, if they're gonna, if they lose this one, they're losing Alabama too. So that's three. Um, and you know it's LSU, so you can count on something weird. So it could be four. So they need this one, uh, and it's at home. Uh, meanwhile, Georgia has done what UGA should do. I mean. They keep winning. It's not a terribly impressive fashion, but they do keep winning. As much as I want to hate UGA here based on lack of production and lack of impressive wins, I don't think I can. I think I think you're right. I think this is where UGA finally shows why they're number two. Uh, I think they cover, and I think you're right. I mean, there is a very good chance Georgia blows LSU out. Uh, so I'm hating to buy you Bengal Tiger as well. It's a good pick, Gregory. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the final and most important game of the weekend. (laughs) Six o'clock, God's time in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Homecoming week, y'all. And what did we hear that the homecoming theme is? Something like tradition lights the crimson flame or something. It's worse than that. Oh, it's bad. Are we on fire again? Are we going to be burned down? I'm actually going to get a stitched pillow next to my happy fall, y'all. It says that next, but okay. I just got really big eyes when you said that. That re- that's really something that's happening. Happy oh, fall, yeah, totally. y'all. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh god. No hashtag. I've got one that says hashtag happy fall. You poor okay. bastard. I don't. There's okay. tea towels. It's the whole thing. All right. Okay. <laughs> Importantly, right, um, the Drew Locks <laughs> of Columbia, Missouri, come to town, where your Crimson Tide are 28 point favorites. There in the friendly right. confines of Brian Denny Stadium. Who you hating, Gregory? 
All right. Missouri's pass D is awful. And you got to think, well, you have to hope uh, that our defense cleans it up here. You have to think they got uh, ripped a new one this past week. But at the same time, Drew Locke is easily the best quarterback we've seen this year. I would imagine the best quarterback we're going to see this year. Uh, so even with a great defense, Missouri is going to score some points. Uh, with that said, your homecoming final in Bryant Denny Stadium, Alabama Crimson Tide, 52 football points, Missouri Tigers, 27. So I'm hating on the Tide yet again. Mm. What about yourself? Mm, so many storylines at play here. Like you said, defense has been down. Typically, this is when we see them bounce right back up. But at the same time, we played a really trash offense. And uh, are they kind of capable of springing back with that much vigor against the Drew Locks? I think they are. I'm going to believe they are. Trayvon Diggs injury uh, aside, it's, which is so yeah. painful. We have right. we have four feet among us. Tate has two. Yeah. We can find we can find feet. I'm willing to offer them as tribute. Any any one Easily. of my my two, your two, your child's two. I don't care. No, I mean, wouldn't think twice. He, but no, not at all. Absolutely, take your child's foot. Who cares? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> say he can all grow right. another one. <laughs> well, that's where I was heading, but then I thought, yeah, well, probably they probably uh, they can. I don't know. I don't know. You know. I'm not big on. I don't, I don't have children. I don't know. Can they regenerate feet? It's possible, right? Only one way to find out. Call us Trayvon. Exactly. Anyway, exactly. Uh, I think I think the offense takes the pressure off the defense, and surely to goodness, we put like eight defensive backs on the field and just kind of let them canvas the place, have a heyday. <laughs> I think the crowd is going to be raucous AF, and when mm-hmm. I say AF, there will be no such uh, kind censorship happening in Brian and Denny Saturday. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see what happens. Twitter is going to be lit. Um, I am going with a final, and someday this is going to happen, of your Tide finishing up with 69 football points. Nice. And the Mizzou Tigers at a solid 20. Okay. So hating, hating a golden tiger. All right. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Hounds Tooth Heroes. Again, you can find us on houndstoothheroes.com or on Twitter at HToothHeroes. And as always, we can't say this enough. We are so thrilled that they're sponsoring us. Thank you to Bo and Elliot uh, and everybody at Jersey Brewing Company, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, for keeping us in the very tastiest of suds when we're in town. Remember, you can always park at the brewery for free. As long as you're buying beer, you don't just park there and just walk like it, like an asshole. But you can walk to the stadium, tell the scouts that are taking money uh, that you're parking at the brewery, you're going to get some beers at the brewery, and they will wave you through for free. So tell everybody, hey, for us, uh, thanks again for listening. Take us home, brother. Yep, and tell the scouts to vote for Walt. All right, Gregory, I love exactly. you. Y'all be good. Roll love you. Can't do it. I can't do the whole song. I know. I know. It's just too much. Uh